Welcome to the In All Things Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from friendship and personalities to contentment and faith. Our goal? To encourage you to seek Christ in all things. Hey, how's it going? I'm your host, Sierra. Let's imagine you're in my living room and dive into real conversation. Hey guys, I am really glad that you're here for today's conversation. We've been talking over the past few weeks about marriage, submission, biblical womanhood, and even feminism. And today I wanted to switch gears just a little bit and talk about friendship. Friendships were created to be so sweet and life-giving. And in reality, they can be difficult and challenging at times, not necessarily bad, but they aren't always easy either. Friends are people that God has given us in our lives, and we don't want to take them for granted. We all desire that strong friendship in our life, and we want to be able to steward these gifts of friendships well. Friendships do not come in a cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all type of deal. I have a friend who I talk to throughout each and every day, one that I touch base with a few times a week, one that we try to get together once a month. I have one friend, when we get together, we like to just sit and chat, try different restaurants, and another, we go on some adventures. And even though each of my friendships look different from the outside, the bones of those friendships, the characteristics that are found in each one are generally the same. By the time that I was 18, I feel like I had had my fair share of hard friendships. In fact, around that age, and for two years, I had one friend. And not that she wasn't a good friend. In fact, she has since become a very, very close friend. At the time, she was a newer friend. So I didn't know her all that well, obviously, at first. And so in my early teens and throughout now, I guess, um, I've learned that having friends is hard. Having not so great friendships is hard. And not having friends is also hard. When I was a teenager, I thought I was the only one who had friend struggles. I was like, no one on earth could possibly have this much bad luck with friends. But I've learned that by far I am not the only one. Everyone has had struggles. I think one of the biggest lessons that I learned is that good friendships are such a blessing. So I wanted today's conversation to be about how to build strong, healthy, and great friendships. I made a list of some characteristics of good friends, characteristics that personally I found to be evident and in strong, healthy friendships. And I believe that these traits can make a good friendship move to a closer friendship. They are the traits that I see among the friends that I trust the most. And trust is actually the very first one. To be honest, I sort of feel like I'm stating the obvious with this one uh, because it doesn't really take rocket science to figure out that trust is really important. But I think as we grow up, our definition of trust in friends changes a bit. Like when we are in middle and high school, It might mainly revolve around not gossiping about me behind my back, or I trust them to include me in their weekend plans and such. And as we get older, though, and sometimes this happens when we're still young, but more life experience teaches us that trust is required for a lot more than that. 
Do you trust that your friendship is solid and that one little bump in the road isn't going to rock and tip the whole boat? Or do you trust that it can weather through different seasons of life together? Do you trust your friend enough to realize that they have the best intentions even when they might say or do the wrong thing? I mentioned gossip earlier, and of course, even as adults, this can still be a struggle. And we have to trust that our friends aren't going to say things behind our back. The other example I gave was that we want to be included in everything that they do. And in order to move past that, we need trust. Because I think that we can all say in at least one season and at least one friendship, it created tension when one friend spent more time with someone else than you, right? Maybe we were 12, maybe 17, in your 20s, or well into adulthood. But as we get older, we want to build that trust with someone so that we can say, my friendship with so-and-so is not in jeopardy just because he or she is spending time with someone else. On one hand, I will be honest, that feels a little bit of a childish thing to have to remind ourselves of. But on the other hand of honesty, sometimes it's pretty hard to remember when we feel like we haven't seen our friend in weeks or months and we know that they're hanging out with others. We know that they're allowed to have other friends, obviously, but sometimes we feel left out. And sometimes we feel further from them because we're not spending time with them. When I talk about this, I think of the love languages. One of my love languages is quality time. So if I don't spend time with my friends or my family, I just don't feel as close to them. And I have to remind myself that just because I haven't physically been with them, I still can trust that my relationship with them is strong and intact. And really, this goes for the other love languages as well. Just because we don't hear words of affirmation or we don't get hugs, etc. from our friends, we should still be able to trust that our friendship is not in jeopardy. And I think for me, that's a huge part of what trust is. It means that I'm feeling secure in the friendship because I trust them. Another really hard thing with this is rebuilding trust, because gosh, is that hard. Trust takes time to repair. And there are times when this isn't as much of an option, but other times it's worth it to give the person another chance and rebuild that trust. In both of those situations, forgiveness is necessary for that. But whether or not to move forward, that direction should come from God. When we rebuild trust, that can either come with a forgive and forget mentality, or you can have a hard conversation that says, hey, this hurt me and I wanted to let you know. I remember I did this with a friend in high school once and rather than repairing it, I honestly think it damaged it further. And I guess that there is always that risk. But had I just continued to be hurt without saying anything, those wounds would have grown bigger and bigger, and eventually I would have had enough and it could have ended worse than it did, I suppose. So there's always that to take into consideration. But trust is just such a huge part of any relationship. So of course, that includes a friendship as well. Another important character trait is honesty. We need honesty to build trust. And a lot of times when we think of honesty, we think of telling the truth don't lie, right? But I'm going to talk about another aspect of honesty that we don't talk about quite enough, in my opinion. 
Obviously, we need to be truthful always. But that means being honest not only with the easy things, but with the hard things too. Such as having that hard conversation that I mentioned earlier about, hey, this hurt me. I've also had friends who have asked me my opinion on things where I know that my answer is going to be different than theirs. And I have a choice to make. Do I affirm what they want to hear, which would be easier, or do I answer kindly and honestly? And now it's going to be out there that we disagree on something. Sometimes it can be a big choice depending on the topic, but honesty is the best policy as always. And yeah, you might create a little bit of awkwardness with that honesty. And yes, you might have to answer some questions or feel like you're explaining yourself. But you also, in those moments, create a dialogue. Maybe neither one of you will change your minds, but at least you're listening to each other and learning to respect your differences. It is okay to have some different thoughts on things. If you're both parents, it's okay to make different parenting decisions. If you're in school, it's okay to make different college and course decisions or young adults to make different choices like what job to take, where to move to, do you rent or do you buy? Maybe you're in a retirement season and what age to retire at and what to do in retirement is a big conversation. But my point is, is don't be afraid to share your thoughts and your beliefs and your opinions. Do so kindly, right? But be honest still. Trust that that honesty isn't going to ruin your friendship. And respect ties into this in a big way as well, because how you answer that, and are you going to answer in a respectful way? But also if you're on the receiving end of getting someone else's thoughts that you do disagree with, just being respectful of their beliefs. And, you know, you can ask questions, you can open that dialogue, but just keep it respectful. Um, Another aspect of honesty goes back to those hard conversations and even beyond, hey, this hurt me, like I've mentioned. But when you have to approach your friend about a concern that you've seen, perhaps it's a sinful habit that you've, you're noticing and you're worried about them. Or maybe they are in a bad situation and you want to help them get out of that. Proverbs 27.6 says that wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. This verse is talking about those moments where a friend has to say something out of love that still may be hurtful. Not because they're trying to hurt you, but because they want to help you. These are the friends that push each other closer to the Lord and help them stay in line. And these types of friends are so valuable because we know we can depend on them to be honest with us even when it's not easy. A third thing that's important in strong friendships is equivalent investment. And this one comes with a lot of nuances because there are seasons. But it's important that your friends are, for the most part, putting in as much effort as you are or that you're putting in as much effort as your friends are. It is not fun to be the only one ever reaching out to your friends to check in or get together. As they say, it's a two-way street. I do think that there is a lot of grace in this area, though, as well, because as I mentioned, there are seasons. I have friends who are moms with little kids, and they don't always have the 
space or the focus, not to mention the time or energy to always reach out or initiate getting together. And I'm fine with that. I get it. They are, their first priority is their family and that's awesome. But if I reach out and they continue to reply and answer, I'm good with that. I have one friend and I just, I just reach out to her and I'm like, Hey, when can I come over? And I go to her place and hang out with her and her kids. And she's just explained, Hey, I don't always reach out, but you're welcome to invite yourself over anytime. So as long as I have that permission, I'm going to keep inviting myself over. Um, but when friends are wedding planning or they have a new baby, uh, maybe they're taking finals at school or taking care of elderly parents or grieving a death in the family, they aren't going to be able to reach out to you. Reverse roles for a second. You would want grace from your friends in those seasons as well. So pray for them, check on them, be there for them. Ask how they need support from you. If they need you to pray, then get on your knees. If they need help babysitting, make time for that. If they need to chat, answer the phone. I will say that it is best to not ask if they need anything if you aren't prepared to answer the request, obviously within reason. It puts you both in a hard position if you ask, hey, what do you need? And they answer you and you don't follow through on that. But overall, barring those hard seasons, I think that equal effort is really important in strong friendships. Do I think that you can't be friends at all with someone who doesn't make an effort? No, I don't think that. But I also don't think that they'll be your closest friend. I don't think you'll have as strong of a friendship as you could which isn't necessarily a bad thing because you can't be best friends with everyone. That doesn't really work so well for anyone in the end, but it's still something to think about. The fourth item is that you want to find friends who are like-minded. I do think that there are exceptions to this, but I will say that most often two people who don't agree on some pretty big things aren't going to be super close friends. Again, there are exceptions and like the other traits that we've talked about, it doesn't mean that you can't be friends at all with them. But these days, we are seeing everyone and their brother lose their friendships over their beliefs. And most often, it's over political beliefs. And this really should just not be happening at all. We need to be able to have friendships with those we disagree with. Or we're going to create what one of my friends calls an echo chamber. But if we surround ourselves with only people who aren't like-minded we might end up with no friends left. And also when we're like-minded, I think that we have such an opportunity to spur each other on, keep each other grounded. I am so grateful for my friends who I can discuss things with, learn more with, and not necessarily have to explain myself about why I believe what I believe. I don't mean that you have to have every little thing in common because, um, you know, we talked about earlier the honesty things and being honest on things you disagree with. But when I'm saying like-minded, I'm talking about bigger theological items and even some political items. I'm sure you've heard the quote that you become who you spend the most time with. That is such a true statement. And it's another reason why surrounding yourself with believers and those who are like-minded is really important. The final character trait that I notice is having friends who are encouraging and edifying and supportive. Honestly, I cannot stress this enough. Having friends who support you 
and your life is priceless. It feels amazing to know that your friends have your back and are there for you. We can we can relate it back to the honesty part as well because say your friend asks you for feedback about a decision and you may disagree with it. Well, here's your opportunity to both be honest and supportive. You can be honest and say you disagree, but if they don't follow your ideas, you can still support your friend. In 1 Thessalonians, we're told, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. I also think of the word edifying, and to edify somebody's life is to make it better. I think of spurring each other on in your faith and in your life. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. This can be so simple, but so significant. Just sitting and talking about what you're learning in your Bible study, asking a friend their thoughts on some recent revelation you've had, talking about what's going on in the world, these can all lead to incredible discussions that can leave you with more knowledge or food for thought than you came with. I am unbelievably grateful for my friends who support me, who will tell me when I'm being an idiot, who make an effort to be involved in my life, and who are like-minded. Friendships can be a lot of work sometimes, just like any other relationship. But these are people that God has given you in your life. Don't take them for granted. And steward your side of the relationship well. Be a good friend back. I want this episode to be helpful in choosing friends, in helping two friends grow stronger together, and encouraging you as a friend as well. Now, this is normally when I say see you next week, but I will actually be taking a two-week hiatus from the podcast, so I will be back in a few weeks with more content, and I am excited for that, but I hope you all have a wonderful few weeks. Thank you for joining today's conversation. I hope this was an encouraging episode as you continue to walk with the Lord. If it was, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps with the app's algorithm and allows in all things to be accessible to even more people. Share with your friends and give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at In All Things Pod on both of those and visit our website at inallthingspodcast.com. See you next time.